Are you a busy woman who at times struggles with reducing your daily stress? Do you know that you need to slow down but do not know how? If you're looking at reducing your daily stress, you're in the right place. My name is Denise Eckert and I welcome you to the Calm Your Daily Stress podcast. I just love interviewing guests so they can share their stress-reducing tips and techniques with you. Now, if you find this podcast helpful, please share it with someone who struggles with stress because lowering our stress will make us a better person, a happier partner, mom, friend, neighbor, etc. And the best part is happiness is contagious. Enjoy this episode. Hi there, it's Denise Eckert from the Relaxation Lounge. And I love coming on here and sharing different things to help you reduce the stress in your life. And today I've got Riley, who's a love educator and relationship coach. And she's empowering individuals to create a better future by teaching them relationship intelligence. Our future is dependent on us mastering our emotions and interactions with ourselves and others. Relationship intelligence is vital for guiding our moral and social well-being. Her mission is to provide the world with this education that has been missing for way too long so that we can become more understanding, compassionate, and connected. So, Riley, what inspired you to become a love and relationship expert? Yes. So, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I love what it is that you're doing. So, so first of all, thank you for that. Um, so, my story begins when I was born. My father abandoned me when I was an infant, and I grew up with my mother and my stepfather in a very abusive and neglectful household. So my beginning was very much loveless, and because of that, I really suffered. I started to become very self-sabotaging, and I had a lot of book smarts and street smarts, so I sort of was living the American dream on the outside. I ended up leaving home at 16. I got my own house and car and all of the things that, you know, we, we fight so hard to, to achieve. But I was really missing something. I had a terrible relationship with myself. I suffered from anxiety and depression. And I had terrible relationships with other people. And so it got to the point where I decided that I wanted to take my own life. And I just didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I thought this is the life that was given to me. This was going to be the rest of my life. And although, you know, I was surviving, I wasn't living. And so I got to that critical moment of making that decision. And I asked myself, do I actually want to die or do I want the suffering to stop? And in that moment, there was a lot of clarity that the two things were very different. So I said, there's nowhere to go except up, right? It, it doesn't get any worse than this. So I have nothing to lose. Why not try to create a life on my terms? I was no longer living with my parents. I was no longer in that abusive and neglectful situation. So I had the freedom to make different decisions to create something for myself completely apart from what I had been grown up in. And so I asked myself, what is missing? I'm very smart. I excelled greatly in school. I was labeled as gifted. So what am I missing? And I realized that thing that was missing was relationship intelligence. I didn't know what it was back then. I, I had no label for it. 
But now looking back, that's exactly what I didn't have. And so once I started to go on this journey and, and learn about myself and learn about relationships and how important they are, I said, this is genius. My life started to change. My relationships started to change. My confidence changed. Everything changed. And so I, I did, decided that that is what I wanted to share with the world because I noticed that I wasn't the only one suffering, that a lot of people are in relationships or have relationships with, with themselves, with their partner, with their family members, with their children. And we now know that, that the quality of our life is dependent on the quality of our relationships. So I said, if I'm going through this, lots of people are too. And I, I want to help them the same way that I help myself. Wow, quite the story. And, you know, it's so true, though, because it was it was your first relationship in your life that was sour, that it just grew from there as well. And I went through the same thing. I mean, I moved out at 14. And it took me a long time to find myself as well. You know, because you just don't have that role model. Mm -hmm. you, know, you don't have someone showing you what a good relationship is and what it, what even loving yourself is just not there. So I'd love to talk about, I mean, what is relationship intelligence and why is it important to for us to have in our lives? It's for me, it's everything. It it really determines the quality of our lives. So relationship intelligence is the ability to navigate our relationship successfully. The relationship we have with ourselves, which is the most important relationship, and then the relationship we have with others. So I typically work with couples or people either going into or coming out of relationships, romantic relationships, because these are the ones that involve all the different types of intimacy. But relationship intelligence can be applied to any type of relationship we have. So it's really about how to have successful relationships. What are the components? What is the formula? Because we now live in a time where we think relationships are extremely difficult. And with technology changes and societal changes, you know, women coming into a very different time in, in our society and same-sex marriage, it all seems to be very, very complicated. But the truth is relationships are complex, but they're not difficult. The problem is that we don't have the education. It's not something that's being taught in schools. A lot of our parents aren't able to teach it to us because they grew up in a completely different generation. It's definitely not portrayed well on TV or in the movies or in the music, right? Because those things are entertainment. The people who created these, these pieces want to entertain us, which is great, but we sometimes get confused and think that that's the way we're supposed to interact with, with people. So relationship intelligence essentially is the ability to navigate any relationship that you have successfully, keeping in mind the values, the beliefs, the boundaries that you have for yourself. What are the four pillars of relationship intelligence? Yes. So relationship intelligence is very similar to emotional intelligence, but it just relates to relationships. So we have self-awareness, which is the ability to say and understand and have insight into the way that you feel in any given moment is to say to yourself, I feel happy. I feel frustrated. I feel angry. It's to be able to identify what state am I in right now. Then we have self-management, which takes it one step further. 
It's the ability to then manage those emotions in a way that is going to benefit you. So just because I'm angry or disappointed doesn't mean that I have to drink a bottle of alcohol or throw something or yell at someone. We get to choose the way we react to any emotion the same way that we choose what color underwear we want to wear in the morning. So it really becomes a choice when we have the awareness and then we take the action to then manage those emotions. So those two have to do with self. Then when we're talking about the relationships with other people, we have relationship awareness, which is the awareness of the other person that we're in a relationship with. It's understanding how they feel. We call that empathy or compassion to sort of gauge what it is that they are going through or see things through their perspective. And then we have relationship management, which is then to manage that relationship in a successful way. So sometimes if we see, um, you know, we see our partner or a friend or, you know, the girl standing in line in front of us in a coffee shop and we think, oh, this person, you know, has has an attitude or they're in a bad mood. Sometimes we think, oh, they're a bad person or how terrible they are. But when we practice that awareness and we have compassion, we can then ask ourselves, I wonder what this person is going through. I wonder if they need something. Is there any way that I can assist them and maybe make their day a little bit better or teach them a, you know, a lesson or be there for them in some kind of way? And then we react to the compassionate awareness rather than just being reactive. Now, it sounds very structured. Is there an example? Like you just kind of gave us an example. Can you give us something that's a little more down to earth, I guess? Yeah, absolutely. So I do like to structure things because I, I have a finance background. I'm very mathematical. I like one, two, three, ABC, but absolutely. Let's put this into real life context. So I'm in a relationship uh, right now. I have a husband. We have a beautiful relationship. Um, but how does this work in my everyday marriage? So my husband and I are both entrepreneurs and we started our businesses almost at the same time. So we were working 14 hour a day, seven days a week. And so that brought up a lot of stress and a lot of, uh, you know, tiredness and frustration because entrepreneurship is that way, right? You're starting something from nothing. And so in our relationship, we are able to practice compassion. So if I am in a bit of a mood and I'm kind of cranky and I, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just not feeling so well, instead of my husband saying, oh, why are you in such a bad mood? Or you're always in a bad mood? Or why didn't you cook dinner or something like that? He's able to show that compassion and say, is there anything that you need? Is there anything that, you know, will make you feel better? How was your day? So that's the relationship awareness. It's sort of seeing deeper into what's going on with me rather than just the, the behavior on the outside that I have. And then he's able to react to that by, by maybe cooking dinner, just going ahead and cooking dinner. Or um, for example, sometimes I'm at my desk when he comes home because he works outside of the home. I work in at home. If I'm working on the computer when he gets home, he has that awareness very quickly up. Oh, 
Riley is having a long day tonight. You know, it's we, I'm I'm showing compassion and understanding that this is sort of the entrepreneurial beginning of stage of our relationship. I'm not worried about it. If she's on the computer, if she's working, it's because she has to. Um, and so let me go ahead and and cook dinner, walk the dog, do all of those things and give her that time and space that she needs. So we're able to do that for each other. Sometimes uh, he'll come home and I'll have dinner on the table everything's ready, you know, and maybe he's the one who's had a long day. So maybe he's not feeling so well. So I can ask him, you know, how was your day? Is there anything I can do for you? So showing a lot of compassion, understanding, patience, asking a lot of questions rather than making judgments. So when we're talking about this relationship, um, intelligence. There's a lot of different components. One of them is effective communication. How do we communicate in a relationship? Are we sort of just talking over each other? Are we fighting? Are we, you know, saying, I don't understand you. I don't understand what you're talking about. Or do we have more language like, is everything okay? How can I help you? What are you looking forward to today? How was your week? How can I support you? You're using more of those kinds of questions rather than the the, the judgment. Wow, that's amazing. I'd love to be in a relationship like that. <laughs> How does having a good relationship or good relationships in your life reduce our stress? It <laughs> yeah, it it just does. Um when you have a good relationship with yourself, we're talking about things like confidence, security, showing up as your best self, being calm, being able to understand your behavior, your thoughts, your triggers, your traumas. It's having a real awareness and control over who you are. I suffered from anxiety and depression for many years. It's something that I say, you know, always will leave a scar. I have those scars from, from that trauma. Um, but I'm able to recognize when I need a break. I'm able to recognize when I need to take a day off because I'm starting to get overworked or overstressed. And so that awareness and that management allows me to have more peace within myself and really just do what is best for me so that I can be the best version of myself. When we're talking about relationships with other people, whether that's my romantic relationship with my husband, we have a very healthy relationship. We talk about everything. We've created a safe space for conversation. I don't stress about talking to him about anything because whether or not it's going to be a sort of uncomfortable conversation or a difficult conversation, I know that we can talk everything through and there will be compassion, understanding and listening rather than judgment and frustration and anger. So that reduces your stress because you feel safe. When we're talking about relationships with people we don't know, these are also relationships. You know, the, the girl at the coffee shop or the guy in front of me in traffic, we're able to practice that compassion, which gives us a lot of peace. If someone cuts me off in traffic, I, I'm not bothered because I'm thinking either they're they're in a rush, you know, maybe they don't understand um, the sort of polite ways that we drive in traffic or whatever it is. but I'm able to put myself in their shoes that if they understood what I understood, they they wouldn't do what they do. So compassion goes a long way. It gives you peace. When you're taught, when you're thinking about what life has to offer, we have good things and we have bad things, right? 
And even if you are able to master relationship intelligence, it doesn't mean that your life is without problems. Problems are simply a part of life, whether it's a job loss, a pandemic, something happens with your child, a parent passes away. This is just called life. And when you're able to master relationship intelligence, it's not that your life gets easier, but you get more equipped to deal with whatever comes your way. So we saw this during the pandemic. The couples that were able to talk about things and created safe space and allowed each other to have their own space and practice interdependence and you know, they had that support and all of those amazing things. They went through the pandemic stressed like everyone else, but there was a little bit better way to navigate the pandemic. We saw the couples that didn't have communication, didn't have trust, were fighting in their relationships a lot, had high stress. We saw that those relationships broke during that time. So when we're able to manage what life has to offer, we're able to manage our relationships successfully, it gives us peace of mind. It gives us understanding. It gives us more control over the way we react to what happens to us. And this gives us so much peace and relaxation. Yeah, it does. And and you're also, yeah, you're filtering out the stress and, you know, the upset that you would get so quickly rather than practicing that compassion where it's almost like practicing gratitude. It's a completely different feeling in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when we're thinking about, so I've created something called uh, the self-management cheat sheet and anyone can, can make one for themselves. So negative emotions, I say, are an amazing thing. They're sort of like an alarm, like the same way your alarm wakes you up in the morning, your negative emotions are an alarm inside of your mind. So if I'm feeling disappointed, if I'm feeling angry, if I'm feeling guilty, that's an alarm. It brings an awareness to me to say, oh, something isn't sitting well with me. Something isn't in line with my values and my beliefs. So let's say that I'm suffering from guilt. I did something and now I feel guilty about it. The moment that I feel that guilt, my job is to recognize that, that self-awareness. Now, we have a choice. We can sit in that guilt and nothing is really going to happen other than we feel guilty. And guilt over an extended period of time is going to cause a lot of stress and it's going to cause a lot of damage. But if I'm able to respond to that guilt in a way that's going to benefit me, then I'm practicing self-management. So when I have that guilt, I can ask myself, I feel guilty. What is the opposite of guilt? Well, let's just say it's pride. If I want to feel proud, what action can I take to feel proud? And that is what I want to work on. That is what I want to focus on rather than just sitting in the guilt. So negative emotions, they're perfectly fine. It just depends on what we do with them. I love that idea of the cheat sheet. Uh, Where is that available or how could someone get in touch with that? Yeah. So anyone who's interested can always email me at Riley at RileyMolinadio.com or go to RileyMolinadio.com. I have a tools tab with tons of different tools and techniques, uh, worksheets, free books and things like that that people can use because For me, the most important thing is that people are equipped with those resources. Awesome. So we're going to wrap this up now. What is something you'd like to share that people really need to know? Because relationships are so important in our lives. 
Absolutely. I would say the most important thing that has changed my life is understanding that our life is completely dependent on our actions and our actions are completely dependent on our feelings and our feelings are completely dependent on our thoughts. So the thoughts that we think are really the source of everything around us. Once we become aware of those thoughts, and then we are able to take action according to the thoughts that we have, we can really change our lives. So when we are feeling depressed or anxious or guilty or frustrated or angry, we can decide, do we want to change these thoughts and change our life? And if so, I think most people would say yes, right? But if so, we really understand that that power is completely within us. It's nothing external. Our emotions are ours to have. And the way that we react to our emotions are also ours to have. We can't change or control what happens to us, but we have 100% control of how we respond to those things. So happiness, joy, excitement, you know, creating a beautiful life then becomes within our power. We learn to empower ourselves through our emotions and the way we react to those emotions. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just, it depends on what we do with ourselves, right? Absolutely. So I'm going to be put Riley's information everywhere you're listening or everywhere you're watching. And yes, if you have any questions and like to get in touch with her, please feel free to reach out to her. Well, thank you so much for this time today. It was amazing information. I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much. Again, I love what you do. So so thank you for letting me be a part of it. You're welcome. It was great. Thank you so much for listening and see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Calm Your Daily Stress Podcast. Have you ever wondered what your stress personality is? Are you a self-care goddess or a burnout queen? Well, you can find out by taking my free quiz. You just need to go to www.stressquiz.info to find out where you rank. Sending you love and peace and I'll see you in the next episode.